If you're looking for success, it's in the details. Small hinges move big doors. And now your host, Karen Allen. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of In the Details with your girl here, Karen Allen. And I am super excited to talk to a new friend. We just spent a a couple of minutes and I already feel like I've known this man for a few years now. Andre McDonald, the founder of It's From The Soul. I can't wait to talk about this nonprofit, all the amazing work that they are doing. I dove in headfirst just on the website. From the website, I had goosebumps. I was looking at all the work that they've been doing. And this morning, we're going to have a conversation with the founder himself so we can hear more about this very special project and the good work that they're doing. So Andre, thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate you for allowing me to tell my story, allow me to hopefully inspire people. And just anytime I'm able to speak about what I do, you know, in the community is just a plus, you know, and um, I'm just excited about this year. I'm excited about this organization and the future for this organization. And um, I'm very excited also about all the work that we have done in the past. Speaking of, you said that you guys just celebrated 10 years. We were talking a little bit before we started uh, recording here, but wow, that's amazing, especially for a nonprofit. That has to feel so rewarding. Yes. uh, June 18, 2012 was the day that It's From The Soul was created. It was the day that my passion for fashion turned into a nonprofit. And it's the day that I, um, I just, it, it was a life-changing day for me. But to think that, wow, 10 years later, you know, we are doing everything that we are doing by providing for those, you know, even to provide for 10 years, to provide for yourself is easy, but to provide for others sometimes is very difficult. And to be doing it for 10 years domestically and internationally is amazing. It's just an amazing feeling. Yes, yes. Well, let's talk about how you got to that point on June 18th, 2012, where you made the decision to start It's From the Soul. Well, you know, some people see the success where we are today and they're like, oh, this is really exciting. But there's so much of a story that gets you to that point. So what took you to that moment where you were like, oh, no, this is something I need to start? Well, I I worked at 18 for 18 years at one of the most high fashion clothing stores in America. It was called the Atrium. It was on 644 Broadway in Soho, where every single celebrity came and shopped there, every single basketball player, every single rapper, every actor, every anybody who's doing something in entertainment, they were there. I worked there from 22 till I say about 39 years old, I worked there. And um, Malik Allen, who at that time played for the Orlando Magic, was my NBA client. So my birthday was May 17th. And on May 17th, there was these Jordans that came out, these Jordan 3s that came out that was super difficult to get. But because he had a Nike contract, he was able to get me a pair for my birthday on May 17th. Very excited. You know, working in fashion for a very long time, sometimes, you know, it's sad to say that you absorb it so much that you forget about the inside of you because you're so worried about how you look. And that's definitely has been me for years. I've definitely been on trips that were for three days, but brought 20 outfits 
for just three days, you know, what fashion can basically, it can do to you. It can absorb you. I tell people all the time, you know, uh, in my 20s, I wore $1,000 worth of clothes, but I used to eat McDonald's. I couldn't even <laughs> really, yeah, I couldn't even really treat myself to anything. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't go on trips to anything because I was so concerned on how I look on the outside mm. and not on the inside as a person as I am or how I feel or how I make people feel. I was just, I was super excited when people told me, oh, you dress really nice or you have a nice style. That was enough for me, which <laughs> is all superficial. What about inside of me? Yeah, yeah. Think about that. So on May 17th, Malik Allen sends me these Jordans for my birthday, super exclusive Jordans. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got them. I'm super excited. So me and my friends, Marlon and Daniel, we're going to play basketball. We used to play basketball in Soho before we go to work. Mm -hmm. So on June 18th, me and my friends are playing basketball in Soho. I got my brand new Jordans on. You can't tell me nothing. I'm ready to <laughs> dunk. I can't dunk, but I'm ready to dunk on everybody. You know? <laughs> and long story short, my team, we lost. So we're sitting on the side talking. As we were talking, I look over to my right and I see this guy limping. But I see the gentleman limping, but I really don't pay any to mind. But when the gates open and I see him limping and I look down, this gentleman had no shoes and socks on on June 18th. Mm. June 18, 2012, that's summer, hot summer with no shoes and socks on. I said, there's no way. So I looked at him well, again. Hold on now. I'm assuming you're in New York. I feel like you may have seen someone walking without shoes at some point before. What was it about this man that caught you or what do you think it was that really struck you inside in that moment? Well, what really rocked me is that I got on a brand new pair of sneakers in my house and I got hundreds of sneakers in Brooklyn, in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, in my closet. So I started thinking about my closet and I said, there's no way. So I ran to the gentleman. I ran to the gentleman. I said, excuse me, sir. Sir means respect. And he said, what do you want? Leave me alone. Get out of my face. Get away from me. Anything that you can't say in a church is what he said to me. Mm. And I said, what? So I said to this gentleman, I'll leave you alone if you just tell me what size you wear. So if he said the direct size, I would have walked away and we would have not been speaking today. The gentleman said, the last time I remember, I wear size 10. The last time you remember. So what size shoe do you wear, Karen? I wear a 10 in women. You wear a 10 in women. So he said the last time he remember he wears size 10. Mm -hmm. I wear a size 12. So I mean, my feet are two sizes bigger than his. Mm -hmm. If I gave you a size 12, would it fit you? Well, yeah, but it'd be big. Okay. How swollen would your feet have to be to fit a size 12? Oh, yeah. Super swollen. So that's how swollen his feet were. He said the last oh, time my he remember gosh. he wears a size 10. I wear 12. I begged him. I opened up the shoe and I begged him, please try these on, please. He said, I don't have any money. I don't have, I said, I don't want your money. Just try them on. He tried them on and they fit him perfectly. Wow. What I'm saying to you, Karen, is that if I gave him a size 10, like he said he wore, it would have fit him like a size eight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how swollen his feet were. Mm -hmm. And I said, there's no way. He thanked me and he walked away. I walked back to the basketball court and my friends are like, yo, where's your sneakers? I'm like, yo, I just gave them away. They're like, what? I said, yo, I just gave my sneakers away, man, to this guy with no shoes and socks on. Hmm. Put on my dress shoes. And after the basketball game, I walked to work with my basketball gear on and my dress shoes. 
On my way to work, I said, there's no way. How many more people are like this in New York? Mm. And how many sneakers do you have or can you have in your closet, Andre? How many? How many do you need? Mm. After work, I ran to Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Went in my closet, opened my closet, and I looked at all these sneakers. There's three ways of looking at your sneakers. Down by your feet, on by your waist, and up by your arms and shoulders. And that's how many sneakers I had, up by my arms and shoulders. I said, there's no way. I got to do something. I started pulling out all these boxes. When I started pulling out all these boxes, some of them still had the tags on them. Wow. So had the receipts inside the thing. I said, mm-hmm. there's no way. I got to do something. I pulled all of them out and I started putting them in a suitcase. I started walking around New York City before work and after work looking for less fortunate. We do not call them homeless. We do not call them bums. We call them less fortunate because we believe that one day there'll be a place of becoming fortunate. And I started walking around New York City every day looking for less fortunate people to provide, not give, provide. When you give, that means you give somebody something and you walk away. Provide means that you don't leave them until it fits. So mm. I started looking who wears from 10 to 12 and started providing all my sneakers, all these Jordans, all these LeBrons, all these Adidas, all these Converse, all these New Balance, all these Pumas, all these sneakers that these kids are going crazy for that some of them could not get because I had connections with fashion stylists, because I had connections with people in music and I was able to get the newest sneaker. As I continued walking around New York City, I realized I end up going to the same four places all the time to provide. Those same four places is called the It's From The Soul Love Triangle. And I'm so excited that other organizations are using my love triangle. The It's From The Soul Love Triangle are the four areas of Manhattan that if you go there 24-7, you will see less fortunate people waiting for you to provide for them. That's 14th Street Union Square, Madison Square Garden Penn Station, Port Authority Bus Terminal, and Grand Central Train Station. That is Mm. the It's From The Soul Love Triangle. I created that, and I'm so excited that other organizations and other people are now using the Love Triangle. As Mm. I continue to do that and provide, my soul felt good. My heart felt good. Mm. Why? Because fashion is a place where it can absorb you. It can make you think that you are better than people because of what you're wearing, because of these brands. They think that you look at someone who's wearing a Kanye West, you think that you're better than someone who's wearing a Stan Smith Adidas. These marketing companies are now pushing our children to believe that they are better people by what they wear on their feet, that you are a better athlete by what you wear on your feet. No, you're a better athlete by training and working Mm. hard. You're a better musician by going in the studio and working on your craft, not because of what you wear. But that's what these sneaker companies have done to our children. These sneaker companies have taken our children and tell the parents that if you do well, that you you will get junior, you'll get your son anything you want. So now you told your son if he does good, you give him anything he wants. So now your son takes you on the four train to Brooklyn Bridge. Then he puts you on the six train to Bleecker Street. You get off on Bleecker Street. Your son walks you down two blocks to Mercer Street. Make a left. And your son is taking you in the middle of this block. You look up and it's a store called Balenciaga. You told, <laughs> your son be- you told your son because he does good, he can have everything you want. Your rent in the prop in the ghetto or the poor area of Brooklyn is a thousand dollars. 
but you told your son that you'll give him anything he wants. So now your son takes you to buy, he wants you to buy him a sneaker that costs $865 mm-hmm. plus tax. That's nine sixty seven and 89 cents. And now you got to buy your son that sneaker because you told Junior if he does good in school, that you give him everything he wants. And it's not even just to say it, it's actually thinking or setting up this new habit, a belief system, if you will, that if I do something, it will always be rewarded when actually Mm. your nonprofit shows that you should just be doing something, not because you're going to get rewarded, Mm. but because you should be able to provide for people because it's the right thing to do. Mm. And Andre, can I just point out, your language and how you talk about this is so powerful. I mean, along the way, I hope our listeners heard this. First of all, I was crying. I'm like literally wiping my eyes and my nose as I'm hearing Andre share this story, not because of the simple act of giving someone shoes, but because of the thoughtful language that you used about providing for the less fortunate. And you used your position, which was a position where you were very fortunate with the sneakers that you had, with the clients who you worked with, and you used your position to help those who had less, which is what we should be doing in this network we call humanity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. so another thing too so as we continue to travel around the 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 love triangle i felt good my soul felt good and i said i need to do something with this so i created it's from the soul which was just a movement at that time i created it's from the soul i want to share something with you karen that is so real because i was so into fashion because I was dressing all these celebrities and people when I started doing it's from the soul. And I started asking my friends and my family for their sneakers. They started laughing at me. They were Mm. laughing. Andre, come on, get out of my face. Come on, leave me alone. Get out of here. You got so much sneakers. You got so much clothes. Why you want my sneakers? Hey, I started walking around New York city, started providing my sneakers to less fortunate people. Come on. So funny thing is I started providing all these Jordans, LeBrons, all these Kanye's, all these beta apes, all these crazy sneakers that kids really had a hard time finding access to. I started getting them and I started providing them. But the funny thing is people were like, you know what? You're ingesting these less fortunate people. I said, why? They said, because if somebody sees someone with some fly Jordans on and they tell them that they're less fortunate and they look down and see those sneakers, nobody's going to help them. I said, you know what? You're so right. I was thinking about that too. So what I did, I went and I got a brander with my logo. I got a brander with my logo. And what we do is before we provide the sneakers, we brand our logo on the sneaker. Why? So people know when you see less fortunate people with really fly sneakers, you know that it's from the soul gave it to them. Now, Now when people see less fortunate people with fly sneakers and they see my logo, people are sending me pictures of the less fortunate people wearing the sneakers with my logo. The other day I was in my bed and someone said, yo, Andre, you in DC? I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm on my way to work. Why? Yo, I saw this dude with the sneakers on and he had your logo on it. I said, oh yeah, we did It's From The Soul two weeks ago. Oh my so it gosh. Shows, it shows that people are paying attention to what we're doing mm-hmm. and the brands, that give us sneakers feel great about us putting our logo on there because they know that we're not selling the sneakers. They know that we are providing them. So as I continue to provide and provide, it became good. And one day my friend Manolo called me from the gym 
and was like, yo, you know, you're on TV right now. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He said, yo, you're on CNN. CNN took three of my videos. They chopped it up and did a segment about me. The funny thing is they did the segment, which we were talking about in the beginning. The funny thing, they did the segment. And when it, the segment was done, my phone started ringing like crazy. And all these companies was like, hey, give us your ENI number. Give us your ENI number. Look at me. I'm like, what is the ENI number? I'm like, you, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a nonprofit organization, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not making any money from this. It's like, no, but do you have an ENI number? Well, how long, I, how, how long had you been doing It's From the Soul when that happened? I've been doing It's From the Soul for 10 years. For four years now, we just became a certified nonprofit organization. So, when so that... basically for six years out of uh... my pocket, I've been paying to travel domestically and internationally to provide. And all these companies, all these law firms were like, hey, when you get the ENI, call us back. Click, not even great work way to go. When you get the ENI, call us back. Click. Oh, oh, oh. And click. also for all of our listeners, I want you to know it's E I N. So I hear you. Sometimes we say it, yeah, but yeah. I know if someone says, oh, what do I need to go get? It is your EIN. It's your employer identification number. You do need to get that. Yes. It is easy to do. You go right online. You just fill out the information. You will yes. get it. But yes. once you do that, and I want us to like point these little things out, Andre, because there are people out here who have really good ideas or they have big hearts and they don't know how to get started. They don't know where to go from this. For you, you literally took the shoes off of your feet. And from there, this thing like took life. So now another thing also too, Karen, just to explain to you, I'm going to help people the way that I was not helped. Yes, as you're, yes. As, as, you, as you are filling out the form for the EIN, please make sure that you give it to a lawyer. Please make sure that all the paperwork, all the spelling is filled out. Please make sure the address is right. Please make sure that you are filling out everything properly because if you don't, you have to do it over again and you'll have to pay for it. Did you learn that lesson? I've learned that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. I've and this that. is what it's about, man, is like we we're sharing little details here to help others feel inspired and also to take action. But yeah. I want to go back to something that you mentioned, Andre. So you said it was six years into it when CNN did this segment and then companies started to reach out. But before that, so in those first six years, how were you, you know, did you partner with any of the people you knew in fashion or any athletes? Like what helped you to get some traction early on? that really gave you the, I would say, bandwidth to do more with It's From the Soul? Well, It's From the Soul was created in 2012. Yeah. I was featured on CNN in 2014. Oh, 14. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I still didn't have the ENI number. I still didn't have the proper, what's the name? But I had the drive and I had the focus and I liked the way I felt when I helped people who didn't have. I liked the way I felt when I see someone walking with their sneakers and they bend the, the side down to make it into a sandal. I loved when that person walked away from me with a comfortable, clean pair of sneakers. So now it's from the soul. We are providing three things that we want people to know. Comfort, which means sneakers. Respect, how you speak to the person and service. Because I've worked in retail my whole life. We want these less fortunate people to feel like they are in a sneaker store. We want to educate them how they should be treated when they go into a sneaker store. Because I have been in a sneaker store and see a less fortunate person coming in the store and the employees do what they can do to push them out. We need them to know how they should be treated. We need them to know how it should be felt to put on a good, comfortable pair of sneakers. They're wedges, sandals, high heels, boots. But there's nothing in 2022 
with all the technology that they put into them as comfortable as a sneaker. So we want less fortunate people to feel more comfortable, feel good. So as I continue to do it, I had an opportunity. I got to be able to do it in Maryland. I got to be able to do it in D.C. Then my high school, Pine Forge Academy, was going to Barbados, which is the country that I was born in. I said, you guys are going to Barbados for your senior trip? He said, yeah, we're going to do some community service work. Bang. I put it in my head. I said, I'd love to go. While you guys are going to paint this school, all the children in the school, I would give them sneakers. So it was my first time going to out the country to do It's From the Soul was in the country I was born in. Now, 10 years later, 10 years later, It's From the Soul has been to 15 countries. Wow. 40 cities around America. And we have certified, certified, given more than 34,000 sneakers to people who need and not people who want, which is a difference. People who need and not people who want. People who are listening to this, to this podcast, less fortunate people in your community or where you live, if you give them 50 to $100, do you think they're going to go into a sneaker store? No. So it's from the soul. Is the sneaker store experience for them? Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that less fortunate people, we want to change the narrative. Listen to what I'm saying to you, please. This is so important. When it comes to less fortunate people, they are willing to ask you for help. They're not scared to ask you for help but they are still not comfortable when we ask them to help them. We have to change the narrative and let them know that there are people who want to help them. We want to let people know also too, it should be enjoyable to help people without Thanksgiving or Christmas. No disrespect to those two holidays. No disrespect to those two holidays. But what happens from January to October? I'm just super tired of people I'm just super tired of this Santa Claus way of, of, of giving in these two months. And then the, these other 10 months, we just forget these people. Mm-hmm. How? How? I can hear it, I can hear it Andre. I, you are doing exactly what you are meant to do. I mean, there are gifts, there are talents, there are mindsets, there are experiences and attitudes, all that shape us individually for who we are and what we're meant to do. And I am telling you that I can hear and I can also see I have the good fortune of being on video with you. And I can see right now all of the emotion that's coming up because this is in you to help and serve so many in this way. And I am just grateful. And I want you to hear this, that you responded to that calling. And that you are walking in it. And another thing also too, you know, companies, you know, we try to educate these companies that, hey, if you're fortunate to be a for-profit company, you have to have a component of giving back. You yes. have to have a providing. Don't rappers, celebrities, Christmas, Thanksgiving. If I tell you some of these celebrities have called me personally on the phone, or what are we doing? We giving away turkeys. We want to know, would you come and give some sneakers? Hey, what happened to the other 10 months? I haven't heard from you. I only hear from you in December and November. It's crazy. So we want to let people know. I want to let people know that my is from the soul is providing sneakers to less fortunate people. That's my is from the soul. But how many people on this podcast know how to cook? How many people know how to play the guitar? How many people know how to sing? How many people are digital graphic artists? Whatever your skill is, whatever your passion is, if you find some people who need it and you give it back to them, that's your it's from the soul. Let's go. That's your it's from the soul. Me, I provide sneakers. I don't know how to cook, but if I knew how to cook and I could feed and give sneakers, oh man, it would be amazing. 
Can you imagine though, honestly, Andre, how much better this world would be if each person just gave a little more to others who had less? Mm. Come on now. I mean, when I moved from Florida to Pennsylvania, for example, I remember I got rid of everything and there were some things that I sold like through a garage sale, but anything that was less, I contacted my church. And because I'm a widow, I said, I want this to go to the widow's group and anyone who's in transition. Cause it was still good furniture that had been loved. Mm-hmm. And I literally, everything that was left in my heart, I said, thank you for this, the joy that you gave me, the time that it gave me. And now I'm giving it to someone else. But the point is, When I was doing that, I wasn't giving the stuff that was worn and that was falling apart. It was just the stuff that I knew I wasn't taking with me, but it was still good. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I think we do a disservice to those who are less fortunate because we're giving our trash and not the things that are still in good condition. Why would we do that? Mm -hmm. Why would we do that? Listen to what what you're saying right now. So Saturday that just passed was our 10th year anniversary, June 18th, 2012, June 18th, 2022. There's sometimes that I provide meals, not just sneakers. And one time I went to provide this gentleman. I said, hey, sir, would you like a nice plate of chicken, rice, and peas and vegetables? He said, I appreciate you, but I don't eat meat. And I said, wow, you don't eat meat? He said, yeah. And I said, wow, I didn't think about that. So I said, the next time that I provide, I'm going to make sure that I provide 25 plates of chicken, rice, and peas and vegetables and 25 plates of vegetarian meals for the people who don't eat meat. And it ended up working. It was yeah. exciting. But the point, the point with that is sometimes we think that we're helping these people. People ask me every day, hey, why don't you take used sneakers anymore? Why you don't take gently used sneakers? Why? Because there's still an element we still have to educate the people on what is good to provide and what yeah. is not. Another thing, too, why shouldn't these people who are less fortunate have that good feeling of opening a box and pulling off the tag and seeing something nice and getting something brand new? You know, a complete stranger comes up to you and took their shoes off and give them to you. Would you wear them? No. So why should these less fortunate people have to do what you won't even do? Mm. Why can't we give them? Why can't we treat them the way we want to be treated? Mm. Why not? And that's what it's from the soul is providing respect, comfort and service through the sneaker culture. We have been to when I say 15 countries, we've been to Africa three times. We've been to Dubreka. We've been to Guinea. We've been to Uganda. We've been to Paris, London, Italy, Jamaica, Barbados, Guyana, Medellin, Colombia, Israel, Canada, so many countries. And the beautiful- Is there anywhere that you want to go? I want to go to, I want to go to Ghana and I want to go to Senegal. I want to go to Ghana and Senegal. Those are two places I want to go providing. Let me explain something to you. It's so crazy. It's from the soul. It's from the soul, Rome, Italy. It's from the soul in Rome, Italy. We took hundreds of sneakers and were walking around the grand central of Rome, Italy, providing. They thought I was a police officer. <laughs> what? They said, listen to this. There's no way a man of your skin who speaks English would give us sneakers that are as fancy as they sell at that store right there in the corner. So my friends who speak Italian had to tell the, these less fortunate gentlemen, no, this is what he does around the world. No. I said, what's going on? What's the matter? He's like, yo, Andre, you know, he think you're a cop. What? Yes. Because he said, there's no way that a black man who speaks English as good as you could not be a cop. That He thinks that you're trying to set him up for something. I said, no. Did you tell him? He said, I'm trying to explain to him. So my friend eventually explained, John Charles, I bless you, explained to him, no, 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 free. 
No money, no nothing. He don't want anything. He just see what you with all these holes in your boots and he wants to give you something more comfortable. Mm-hmm. That was life-changing to me. Life-changing to me. When we went to Islam the Soul in Guinea Conakry and taking 400 pairs of brand new sandals and sneakers, providing sneakers to children who have never worn shoes before. Mm. Never worn a sneaker before. Wow. Providing sneakers that they don't even sell in that country. That was life changing to me, you know, because when you work in fashion, what's the places that you only want to go to Paris, London and Italy. So at 46 years old, being able to go to Africa and provide was life changing. We shot a documentary called Souls of Guinea that allowed our followers and our supporters and sponsors to feel like they were in Africa. With Where us. can we watch that? Uh, it's on Instagram. We have okay, a documentary called Souls of Guinea. Mm-hmm. And um just super excited to be able to go and provide. You know, your energy is what drives you clearly, but we all on this journey of trying to do the thing that we feel like we're meant to do, we stumble. So can you tell me one of those moments where you Mm. were struggling Mm. and how you came out of that? Mm. Well, the struggle that that I had was people thought it was a fad. People Mm. thought it was something, oh, he's going to do this for a moment. Then, you know, you know, Andre, he's going to, what's the name? 10 years strong. People didn't know that it was going to. And it's so sad. It's so sad, Karen, that the more media we get is the more people believe what we do. So, you know, it's sad. I'm going to share this with you. It's sad that there's some people, whether regular people, companies, organizations, celebrities, I tell them what I do and it's cool. Oh, that's cool. You're on this fly. All right, man. You're nice meeting you. But then it's sad that if I have to pull out me on the Ellen show, then they believe me. Um, Why do I have to show you this show from California, this woman's show from California for you to believe? Oh, yo, you are on Ellen? Oh, what? Yo, calm down. Whether I was on Ellen or not, we still going to do it. We're still doing good work. (laughs) Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, sometimes they, they have those little moments where they pause. Mm-hmm. I know people who lose their life when those when they pause. If there was no such, if they stopped something called social media, I still would do it's from the soul. Let's go. Let's come on. So and that's uh-huh. a good measure for people to ask yourself if you if this if what you're doing wasn't hyped up on social media, would you still do it? Yes. You know, there's so many people when they go on our page. Yo, you got 40,000 followers. No, we got 40,000 supporters. Let's go. That means if I ask for 40,000 socks, I believe I can get 40,000 socks. Yeah. I believe I can get 40,000 sneakers. It's nothing. It's nothing. nothing. I definitely really believe that I can do that. You know, then also too, you know, just, just enjoying providing, enjoying. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. There's sometimes I want to go out with my friends. Sometimes I want to hang out. I wanted to go to a day brunch uh, three years ago. And the people from Nike said, yo, can you come to the office? We got seven boxes of sneakers. I'm dressed up, ready to go to a day brunch to have a good time. I can't go. I got to go now to the Nike office on 8th Avenue when it was on 8th Avenue and 17th Street. I got to go there and I got to get these seven boxes. For years, for years, I had no living room. No living room. I couldn't invite you and your, your friends over. No, there were hundreds and hundreds 
and hundreds of sneakers in my living room. Now, blessing that we are nonprofit. Now, blessing that companies are helping us. We have a store space at Manhattan Mini Storage in Manhattan. But for years, nobody could come over here. Mm-hmm. There were one point in time, there were sneakers in my bedroom, boxes mm-hmm. in my bedroom. And they, before, were, and they weren't yours. And they weren't yours. And they were not mine. <laughs> they were not mine. You know, and, and people don't know. People look at what we're doing. They don't know in the beginning, I had to go to the laundromat on St. John and Utica. And I was washing the sneakers in the laundromat. Mm. One day the owner came and asked the girl, yo, what is this guy doing? She said, if I tell you, you won't believe me. You know, he's washing all these hundreds of sneakers to give them away for free. What? Then one day I was walking by the laundromat and I saw him and I'm looking at him like, yo, you know, because I saw him speaking about me. He said, hey, can I speak to you? And I was like, you know, in my tone, of course, I'm like, what do you want? Everything okay?" He said, you know, the girl told me what you're doing. He said, from now on, if you ever need to wash sneakers, you can come here and wash the sneakers for free. Wow. You know how much money he saved us? You know how much, how helpful that was? How Mm. helpful. And you know why? Because early on, when we are trying to do what we believe, if you continue to do it, then Mm. the people who are going to help you, who are going to support you, who are going to open up opportunities, who are going to give you a service, who are going to provide the means, who are going, like that will come. You may have to get through that early season of the people closest to you not believing you and a stranger from the laundromat pouring a blessing on you that then accelerates the good work you're trying to do. But the point is that if you stay faithful to what you know you are supposed to do in this world, Everything will conspire yes. every time, every yes. time. All right. Because, you know, even even now, like when we traveling to different states, different countries, when we went to Medellin, Colombia, we went to Comuna Trece, we went to the part of Comuna Trece where tourists can't go. We went up there and turned their community center into a sneaker store, allowed families to come and we provide. We also have this thing we do during our It's on the Soul events called the try on section. Make them feel like they're in a store. Out of 100% of people who are less fortunate, almost 52 to 58% of them do not know what size shoe they wear. Why? Because they do not really go and buy sneakers like the way we do. So the lady in Florida, when we did Florida last month, and the lady is like, her son wears size eight. And I looked at the son's shoe. I said, miss, no. I said, he'd been wearing eight for a while. I measured the foot. The boy wears a nine and a half. She'd been squeezing the son foot in the eight because she can't afford to go and get the son a pair of sneakers. I said, miss, he wears a nine and a half, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I wanna give him a 10 so he can have a little room to play around in. I have I, a son, I know that, <laughs> I know that life. Said, How does that feel? He said, oh, it feels so much better. And I took the new shoe to the old shoe and I put it to the back to show her. And the new shoe was so bigger than, than the old shoe. Yeah. So still educating people, still educating people on on what providing is and how enjoyable it is and how it will make you feel, yes. how, it, how it will make you feel. But everybody who's listened to this podcast, what is your passion? What do you just love to do? And whatever you love to do, find one person, just one person and introduce them to your passion. Another thing, if you introduce 10 people to your passion, seven of them are going to think it's cool. Three of them going to think it's great. But one of them is going to be like, this is what I want to do. Mm. So now there's a bunch of soul organizations out there right now. And everybody like, yo, Dre, they bite in your company. How can they be biting our organization if they're helping people too? If they're helping <laughs> people too, then 
it's a win-win. I tell people all the time. Yes. When people say, oh, Karen, I heard this woman. She sounds like you. She talks about mindset and all of that. And I'm like, that's wonderful. You know why? Because we're all a part of this army. It yeah. is not a comparison thing. You talked yeah. about this earlier, how the outside world that we have to live up to these things. And it's like, no, you don't have to be the only yeah. person providing shoes to the less fortunate. You don't yes. have to be the only speaker talking about mindset. If you have many people who are doing this, change that from this being a competitive thing to seeing this mm. be a community movement yes. because now there are more people who are part of this good army doing good work. Let's go. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what we're just trying to tell people. Whatever your passion is, give a little bit of your passion back. That is what is from the soul is. And you can create your own nonprofit, you know, like dang, the little girl, I forgot the little girl's name, little girl. Uh, was watching our IG. She asked her mom, can I ask you, mom? You know, she had just started getting, becoming a young woman, if you understand what I'm saying. So she said, mom, what did they do when they started becoming a woman and it became their time of the month? The mother was like, I'm not sure. The little girl created a nonprofit and what she does is she asks all these companies to provide her with the things that women need during the time of the month. And she walks around and provides those things and cases to women who need. What? Crazy. Oh and she my says, goodness. And, and, and another thing too, Karen, let me explain something to you too. There's so many things people can say to you about Karen, but for people to say that I inspired them, for people to say that, yo, I'm proud of you. It's not something that in my 20s and 30s, I didn't really believe I gave people anything to be proud of or how I dress. Foolishness. But now when people see me, complete strangers, the other day, the other day, downtown in Bed-Stuy, and I saw the guys on the corner and I walked by the guys in the corner and one of them said, yo, yo. And I was like, yo, I don't know these dudes on the corner. I don't want no problems. I don't want no, you know? So I kept walking. He said, yo, yo, your soul, your soul. I said, me? Oh my God. He said, yo, that's some good stuff you do, man. I'll I, I be watching you online, man. That's some good oh. stuff. Yo, come here. The brothers on the corner came, dapped me up, gave me a hug. He introduced me to all the other brothers on the corner. It's like, yo, this dude, yo, you know my man? You don't know homie? You don't know it's from the soul? Yo, this is what this guy do. He did, 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 did. They introduced me to all the fellas on the corner. They gave me love, and I just kept walking. You never know who's paying attention to you. That's you never true. know who who is, who is you're inspiring. Yes. You know? And the people on here, you never know who you guys are inspiring. If you stop, if you stop, you'll never know who you inspire. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The ripple effect, okay. it goes so far beyond what you could imagine. It's going to touch people you would never know it could inspire. Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm, I I'm, I'm sorry that I'm like talking so much, but this is my life, man. This is, this is my life. And this is not what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to open a clothing store when I was younger. I First of I all, don't be- you dare apologize for being passionate. We're going to stop that right now. And I love how you just stayed open to what really pulled you. And I think that's when we find true fulfillment. You know, mm. that's when we find a deeper meaning because we follow that thing that is really guiding us. Mm. And so, Andre, thank you so much for spending time here with us today. How can people support It's From the Soul? Where can they go? What can they do? 
Please, please. We have a website, www.itsfromthesoul, and soul is S-O-L-E, dot org. Please go on our website, donate your donations. Another thing to nonprofit organizations, we are not talking about any nonprofit organization, but this is an organization that we show you where your donations are going to. We, we want people to feel like they have been a part of our organization when we travel domestically, internationally, wherever we go. We want people to feel like they're a part of the organization. So we have itsfromthesoul.org, soul is S-O-L-E. We have Instagram where we continuously post good, good, great content of things that happen spontaneously, things that happen, you know, us traveling around the world. We have It's From The Soul Twitter, It's From The Soul Facebook. And just do me a favor, just go and go to Google and Google the word it's from the soul, go to videos and stroll down and look at all this beautiful content of us providing, providing to the less fortunate people. So that's where you can go. We are a nonprofit organization. So people on here, if you'd like to donate to our organization, you can go on our our organization's page, press donate and help us to continue help the less fortunate. I can't explain to you how how refreshing it is. Now, another thing, one thing before I leave, sometimes helping the less fortunate is not going to be easy. You may get cursed out. You may get yelled at. They may be rude to you. Someone has tried to spit on me before. They didn't spit on me, but tried to spit on me before. Do not let a bad situation stop you from continuing to help people. Yeah. Do not let a bad situation. You know, there's a lot of times where people have said some things that I said, you know what? Let me take this suitcase and let me go home. But I said, wait, I'm, a, I'm not going to help the other 17 peers in this bag. I'm not going to go provide it because this one person was rude to me. So you're trying to tell me 17 other people are not going to walk comfortable because of one person. Nah. Wow. Nah. No. <sighs> Andre, that right there, that gem is even bigger than what you just probably and not just in that like what you learned in that transaction of maybe one person being rude to me is going to block the blessing for 17 other people. That's mm-hmm. not just in that moment for you, but how many times have we all lived that where we feel like one bad day, one bad moment could block all the blessings on the other side that are waiting mm-hmm. for you. Sir, we listen, whenever you're in Philly, I hope that you will call a sister because what? I, I do a lot of, I do a lot of work in Philly. I do a lot of work in Philly. I work with an organization called South. We've given more than 3,000 pairs of sneakers in Philadelphia alone. Norrisville. Next time you're able, I will be there folks. with you. Oh, okay. That's it. I got, yeah. Okay. Done right. and done. Get involved, yeah. folks. If you're listening to this, if there's anything I hope that you took from this, other than hearing the, the passion from Andre, the founder of It's From The Soul, it's that you can do something You can do Mm -hmm. something to help someone. Thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate you. Thank you, Melissa, also too. Melissa, I said thank you very much. And just thank you for allowing me to tell my story. Thank you for allowing me to educate people on what providing looks like compared to giving. And just thank you for It's From The Soul. I'm so happy about the place that I'm in in my life right now. And I want to do more. I appreciate you, Karen, so much. It's From The Soul, which means from the soul of your heart, to the sole of their feet, from the sole of your heart to the sole of their feet. It's from the soul. Thank you. Andre, thank you so much for sharing your passion with the world and helping so many people, even beyond just the sneakers that you're giving them, but the way that you're making them feel. Again, it's a ripple effect that's going to spread so much further than I think you will ever see in your lifetime. But it starts with you, friend. So thank you. This has been In the Details. If you like the show, tell a friend. 
For more shows like this, go to success.com slash podcast.